HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. We're coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant in Bushwick, Brooklyn. It is Wednesday, March 8th, 2017. Happy International Women's Day, everyone. And this is the 134th episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talents in the hospitality industry. Today, my guest is a top marketing and talent agent focusing on food and drink, and I will introduce him fully in a moment. First, as I do on every show, I will start out with my PR tip, and then later we will have my speed round game, industry news discussion, solo dining experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to create your own niche. Find your voice. Develop your skill set by doing what feels right to you. In other words, what makes you tick? What sets you apart from the rest? Ask yourself these questions and answer them honestly, and you will eventually figure out what works for you. And when you discover your specialty and have that aha moment, it will be sweet. That's my tip today. I'm very happy to have my guest in the studio. It is Lonnie Sweet, president and CEO of the Connect Group, the first full-service culinary marketing agency that specializes in reaching food-connected audiences through strategic food and beverage initiatives. With 10-plus years in sports marketing, representing the best athletes, coaches, and broadcasters in the business, Lonnie's path changed with the Connect Group when he met Chef Mark Forgione following his next Iron Chef victory. And the rest is history. Hi, it's Sherry here. If you're a regular listener of All in the Industry, and I hope you are, you know that we normally have an interview segment before the speed round game. However, we unfortunately had a brief outage during our live taping, 
So at this point, we're going to jump ahead to our speed round game with Lonnie Sweet. Thanks for listening. Well, she's her own. She's her own female. She's her own female. That's why I like her. I like her a lot. Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market. America's healthiest grocery store with more than 400 locations throughout the United States. Download the Whole Foods Market app on your smartphone for recipes, sales, information, and digital coupons. Or visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find a store closest to you. Okay, we are back. This is All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm Sherry Bear. My guest today is Lonnie Sweet. It's time for my speed round game. What this is is I name a couple things, either or preference, and you you pick your preference, either or situation. You want to pick the one I like best? Yeah. Okay. Whatever comes to mind. Speed. Speed round. Love it. Ready? Ready. Eat in or eat out? In. Wine, beer, cocktail, or mocktail? All of them, except for mocktail. Tasting menu. Let me take that back. <laughs> wine or cocktail. I mean, sorry, beer or cocktail. I love wine, but I'm not a wine guy. Okay. It's very complicated for my brain. Beer or cocktail. Beer or cocktail. Okay. Depends on my mood. Fair. Tasting menu or a la carte? Definitely a la carte. <laughs> Without question. Got that one. Small plates or large plates? Large plates, I think. Although some small plates are really good. Depends on where I am, obviously. That's a good answer. Yeah, and who I'm with. You like to eat alone a lot, mm-hmm. right? And so I would think that you want to get a whole bunch of different little things. I like small plates, yeah, because yeah. you can try more things. You can try more things. If I'm by myself, um, if they're small plates, I could do three small plates. That's if pretty it's good. Just, if it's, yeah, I typically... I typically only get two, but at small plates, I could do three. Do three. You don't have to eat all of it. Yeah. Just to taste something else. Yeah, and then I usually skip dessert when I'm by myself, and that's, like, sad. I, I just ate at Roberta's <laughs> next door, and I was I saw somebody walk by with a cookie, so I went and got a cookie. It was delicious. Yeah. I yeah. like cookies. So I, yeah, with, with people, I think large plates could be, I don't know. Yeah. People complain about the, the small plates with people when you're sharing because you can't really get more than a bite of a small plate if you're sharing it. I think it depends on who you're with, right? If you're comfortable sharing food yeah. with people, like actually biting half of it and giving it to somebody else, then it's not so bad. Not so if bad. you're not, then I would go big plates there. Right. My answer on that, if if I was playing, I would say small plates, but I'm not playing. You're well, playing. I can ask you, too. <laughs> sure, big plate or small plate? Small plate. There you go. Okay, how about communal table or chef's counter? Um, I think communal table, actually. Okay. I like a chef's table. Again, I think it depends who you're with. If I'm alone, definitely a chef's counter, right? Because I'm alone and I like to see what's going on in the mm-hmm. kitchen. I've got a good group of people, or even four or five people. I really like communal tables. When I eat at Restaurant Mark Forgione, I choose, I prefer to eat at the communals in the bar. It's a good communal table. It's a great, it's communal a great table. setup. The whole re- it's a beautiful restaurant. It's a great bar, restaurant. Okay, a few more. Tipping or all-inclusive charge? Tipping. Sit-down dinners or walk-around tasting events? 
walk-arounds. This is tough. I mean, you actually want to give a real answer. I know. It's very, very serious it game. Is. Kitchen stadium or any sports stadium? I don't know if you have a favorite stadium. I mean, Fenway is my favorite stadium. Oh, really? For sure. So if you're asking me kitchen stadium or Fenway, okay. Fenway every okay. day of the week. I, I, didn't, I guess <clears throat> I should have. Fenway Park every day of the week. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, it's Fenway Park. <laughs> kitchen stadium is cool and all, but yeah. Fenway's been around for a lot longer. True. Cheese plate or dessert? Dessert. Manhattan or Brooklyn? Definitely Manhattan. <laughs> I don't think I'm cool enough to hang out in Brooklyn that much. Do you know what I mean there's not a lot of guys walking outside with a sweater and a and a it's and changing. a collared shirt it's underneath? Changing every day. I feel uncool walking around here. All right. I mean, we're in I think kind of a hipster area. I'm not yeah. really a hipster dude. Okay. The beard kind of throws people off, but I'm I'm not really that cool anymore. Okay, so stay in Manhattan. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, I live in New Jersey, so if you gave me New Jersey, I probably would have chose Jersey as well. Well, we could throw that in there. We're good. Okay. Thanks. That's the game. That's it. That wasn't that bad. That wasn't so bad. You did good. Good good little conversation in there. So, industry news, I had an article from the New York Times I picked out today. Who's setting up shop in hotels? Big name chefs. This is by Pete Wells. So, this is talking about this continuing... I wouldn't even call it a trend, but just how it's become popular for a lot of the top chefs and restaurateurs to be opening restaurants in hotels. Um, one of the reasons he, he said in the article is about how the plus for restaurateurs is that the hotel pays for everything. Sometimes they do. <laughs> well, in the, yeah. In the article, he said, or they do, and that's that's a, a benefit to Especially, I don't know. I work with a lot of small, rest- small, smaller restaurants and restaurant tours, and you got to put a, mo- a lot of money down to open a restaurant. I, and so, I think the reality hard. is in New York City and big cities, it's really hard to make money on a restaurant and to invest a lot of capital. And so, when hotelers are willing to not take the risk, it's their building at the end of the day, right? If they're going to go build out a kitchen and they're going to build a dining room, they keep it. Right, regardless of the restaurant wins or loses, mm-hmm. and so for them to build out a restaurant and leverage it, you know, leverage the chef to draw attention to it, and you know, put heads in beds, and you know, get people spending more money, it makes a lot of sense. You know, I, again, yeah. I didn't read the whole article, but I can tell you they've been doing it for a lot longer than the past couple of years. Yeah, they have. I mean, there's just been there's been more. I mean, you have you have the Fowler and Wells in Augustine down at the Beekman Hotel, and you have, you know, uh, Caswell's doing one in Houston. We're opening up a restaurant in the Lamb Meridian in Houston. Yeah, it's 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 happening. I don't, and it's and uh, well, this article you also talked a bit about the the bathroom trek, which I don't know if you, it's yeah, very it true sometimes. at these, at these places, it's a long journey to find the bathroom. It's, it's, and there was an excuse in the article saying somebody, he quoted saying it's done on purpose to get the more experience of, to see more parts of the hotel. And honestly, I don't, think it's I, done on purpose. I didn't really buy that. I think it's just the construction <laughs> of these buildings. They yeah. already, they already have lobby hotel bar. I mean, bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Why in the world would they Put the expense of putting. Again, it depends yeah. on the restaurant, right? But it's like it's like the like the Nomad Hotel right. Bar, which is lovely. Like that's it's a trek. Like it's all these places, right. a very long journey to the bathroom. You have to if you're with people, tell them you'll be back in like yeah. you know 15 minutes. No, no. Listen, it's, it makes sense, right? Yeah. A hotel, depending on where you are, has to have a meal service right. anyway, right? They have to offer it as amenity to their guests. Why not offer from some of the best chefs in the world? Yeah. You might as well, right? You're well, going to get people in there. It's going to give them a reason to talk, especially in a city like New York, 
where there's so much competition and it's so hard to kind of pull yourself ahead to regarding whether it's a restaurant or a hotel or whatever it may be, it makes sense. And it's marketing, it's instant marketing for the hotel Absolutely. with having a, a well-known chef coming Absolutely. in with their restaurant. So it's, you know. You're a PR expert, right? It's a great story. It's a great story. It's a great story. A great story reason for press to talk about it. Yeah. And people, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So, so that's that article, New York Times. And then, um, for the other part of industry news, I just wanted to touch touch back on the South Beach Wine and Food Festival again as uh, part of my all-in-the-industry-on-the-road sort of series. Um, so this took place a week and a half ago. This is the 16th annual event by Food Network and Cooking Channel, and it benefits the Chaplin School of Hospitality and Tourism Management at FIU. There's more than 90 events, parties, demos, panel discussions, I have to say a highlight for me, aside from just, I mean, I was at the Burger Bash Best of Best. Um, there was a trip. How many burgers did you eat? I probably had about eight bites. Eight bites, so eight burgers. Yes. Okay. How many did you have? Did you eat have? the sides, too? Did you try the sides? I will I will be tempted. Like, like Shake Shack had this, uh, it had this. Uh, you ate the Shake Shack burger? There? I, I did because I... I'm friendly with Mark Rosati, and I I felt I wanted to see what they were doing this year. Was it a different burger than it what was you can get cu- at the restaurant? It was a Cubano. I can't believe I remember this stuff, but I do. Huh. It was, and the, and I did. I I don't know. I'll have a bite of. I don't finish. I do not. Right. I, I don't like at these events the waste that happens. It, it, and there it's is amazing. A, there is a lot of waste, and I'm I'm guilty of it because I will have a bite of the burger and not eat the rest. So what about you? How many did I eat? Maybe four. You know, it's the whole funny. thing. No, uh, you know, I have an issue with waiting in lines. To be honest with you, yeah. and I feel like I've been very fortunate to go to a bunch of those events, and so I usually try to find the ones that don't have a line. I'll usually always eat Marks, right, because it's there. Right. Um, I had a bite of Morimoto's this year. Um, that was a full, almost a full. I burger. had that one. I had one bite. It was delicious. It was a very greasy. It was like deep fried. Yeah. And I, I brought a kid who just started working with me this year to the South Beach Food and Wine mm-hmm. Festival for the first time. He'd never really been to a big festival. He's kind of a burger geek. And so for him to walk around, and you know, we went in a little bit early and was able to actually get a bunch. So I had probably more than I normally would. Um, some good burgers. Some really Forges good was burgers. good. The Big Mark was good. I saw him there, and I did yeah. have it. Yeah. It was good. It was very good. Yeah. I like trying them, but I yeah. Right. I guess if you have eight bites, it makes a burger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, if you didn't pay for your ticket. I guess you would have eaten more if you actually paid for your ticket. I, I also am not a drinker, and I don't take advantage of that. Mm. I get one bottle of water the whole time I'm there, so I, I don't. See, I don't do that. That I yeah, watch I don't. Drink. But it is a it is a work event for me, it and is. and I go around and I, I network and I see the you know. I was a little more tame so. this year because I had that Artatiki event right afterwards with King Hawaiian, so I kind of needed to level set and you know had to. You know, we put a bunch of tents or a tent earlier on and done everything, and so I was yeah, you, already you a little said, tired you, and had to go actually, back and work. So, so yeah. well, a, a highlight for me was also these after parties, which I feel is where the the industry is. Yeah. And and so the the coolest thing happened. I was at hundred on Jose Andres SLS party, 
And I told him the next night it was my birthday and I was going to his restaurant, Bazaar Mar, in Brickell. Nice. And he ended up turning around and telling someone it was my birthday. And out came a dessert with a candle in it. And he led the chef party singing happy birthday to me. It's amazing. Blown away. The guy's amazing. And it was, yeah, he's he's so amazing. And yeah. this was after his tribute dinner for Jose Andres. Awesome. And he was wearing his immigrant shirt. And he was like, that he apparently had ripped off his yeah, yeah. his shirt at the event. So I, I just, huge shout out to Jose and his team. Like, you you made my day so special. Like, really, it was it was the highlight of, of my weekend. I went to the Aspen Food and Wine Festival like five years ago with Michelle. Yeah. And I was, first time I've ever been there. Right, which is a, a jaw-droppingly beautiful event. And I'm walking down, about to go to the the um, the main tent, whatever it may be. And you see him outside of the bar with a group of people starting a chant, "Ole, ole, ole, ole," and like the whole place just erupts. And I think he was alone. I don't think he was with anybody else. I think he just yeah. went to get a beer and a couple people he was talking to, and he just started this crazy chant, which was amazing. He's amazing. So huge shout out to you. Also huge shout out to Lee Schrager and his whole yep, team. Amazing. They do, do an awesome job. And thank you for having me. Before we take a break, so I have a clip that I sat down with Drew Neporent. He really doesn't need an introduction, but I will let people know he is the owner of the Myriad Restaurant Group, which is, uh, and he has Batard and all the Nobu restaurants. Uh, Drew is a legendary restaurateur. And so we're going to play a little clip I have with him um, for, for the, you know, for the rest of this industry section. Then we're going to come back and I'm going to do my solo dining experience. So take a listen. Hi, I'm here with Drew Neporent at Italian Bites at South Beach Wine and Food Festival. So, hi, Drew. Good morning, good evening. We're in the uh, beautiful environs of Miami Beach. I understand it's your uh, hometown. It is my hometown. God bless you. That's great. Yeah, and it's delightful out. Yeah, it's gorgeous out here. This is why we come down here from sunny New York. Yes, well, I hear it's nice up there, too. So how many years have you been coming to South Beach? I don't think I've missed a year. I think I've been here from day one. Wow. So I hear, I think today, this is what, 15 or 16? I think it's 16. 16. Yeah, I remember the first year with, there were, I think, six chefs and uh, only a handful of events. And it's really evolved. Got to give Lee Schrager a lot of credit. He's done a fantastic job. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what's your plan for the weekend? Do you have a plan? Well, I, you know, the most important thing is we get to Joe's Stone Crab. Uh, I agree with that. And that's the key element. And then tomorrow there's the two big events, the Burger Bash and the uh, Best of the Best. And then I think our friend Jeffrey Zakarian has something going on af- after those two events. So tomorrow's heavy duty. There's also something at the Versace Mansion, J.J. Johnson. Oh, I'm planning from, to go to uh, that. Yeah, from Mintz. So maybe after lunch hit over the because the Versace mansion is obviously very interesting to see it's stunning I remember many years ago there was a party there yeah um, uh, they, it's, it really is uh, you know one of the really interesting architectural pieces right on Ocean Drive and uh, yeah I think Barton G was doing the catering I'm not quite sure who's going to do it for, for that party yeah I don't know either but Barton G was involved yeah, very, for a bit very smart what else are you are you looking forward to this weekend? Any, any? You know, um, Nobu, of course, is now uh, at the Eden Rock, and the Nobu Hotel is spectacular over there. They've opened uh, 
about three floors, and the views are great. And the, David Rockwell designed the room, so it's very pretty. I have to get up there. Yes, check, check it out. And I know Nobu's doing a dinner also tomorrow night with Jose Andres. Jose, of course, is being honored at the big uh, dinner at the Lowe's on Saturday night. As the he's the man of the year, I guess. So it's a it's a heavy weekend for Jose Andres. And um, no, you know, I just try to I try not to do too many things, but I am going to be watching the Oscars as always from uh, my hotel room, and I usually pick up uh, some stone crabs for that as well. I love stone crabs. Well, it's a great plan. I love running into you. Thank you. And congratulations on all your success. Yeah, we're I'm, still doing it, so I can't complain. You are still so doing it. So many years later. Yeah, you're everywhere. And, uh, yeah, still in the game. Yeah, so any other thoughts? No, just, you know, when, uh, when you're in New York, always remember, eat downtown. Eat downtown, Tribeca, or elsewhere. Yeah, mostly in Tribeca. We have a few places uptown, yeah. but... Tribeca is our home. Uh, actually, you know, the one thing I wouldn't mention is the number one Nobu, the first Nobu we ever opened 23 years ago, is moving at the end of March, and we're opening in uh, outside of Tribeca, actually, Lower Manhattan, 195 Broadway. When's that expected to open? Uh, probably sometime in April. Oh, we'll soon. Do. Yeah. There's yeah, so much happening downtown. So, oh, yeah, no. It's, so we're looking forward to that. So, And in New York, we have the... The major food group is going to take over the four seasons, so that'll be interesting to watch. And we have the new uh, restaurants in the Beekman Hotel, Colicchio and uh, Keith McNally have their restaurants there. So New York's a happening place when it comes to food. It is, and a lot going on downtown, and I'm, I'm looking forward to your, your, your new location. Thank you, darling. Well, I look forward to seeing you down there. Thank you. Thank you so much. You got it. Awesome. So thank you, Drew Neeporant. Great, great seeing you in South Beach. And um, as as I've done in years past, I did get down to Joe's as we talked about Joe's Stone Crab. But this week, my solo dining experience is not at Joe's. This week, my solo dining experience is at another South Beach classic, Puerto Sago. So here's the rundown. The location, 700 Collins Avenue, South Beach, Florida. The concept, authentic Cuban cafe with no pretension or frills, founded in 1962. Why did I go? Because you've got to when you're in Miami. My experience. So I popped in for lunch. I took a seat at the counter. I was promptly greeted and handed a menu. There was one waiter working the whole counter. He seemed to have a routine down. I imagine he had been there probably since 1962. He took my order. I ate and paid. He was very kind. And the process the process the the meal it was just simple and easy what did i get so i had a medium cuban sandwich and a cuban coffee so this is otherwise known as a cubano and a cubano my take hit the spot a perfect sandwich combo and a strong coffee to go with the ambiance it's a casual diner with lots of natural light has a dining room adjacent to the counter area perfect for cuban food cravings Interesting tidbit, Puerto Sago has been featured on many TV shows, including Travel Channel's Food Paradise, episode Pork Paradise. Personal fun fact, so I had posted a picture on Instagram and a past guest of mine, Herb Carlitz, who was down at South Beach. He 
put in a comment, said, Love this place. Every rock star who plays Miami gets their late time fix at this classic, which makes crazy good empanadas. So next time I got to get the empanadas. The cost, $10.50, not including tax and gratuity. Would I go back? Yes, I would. Website, couldn't find one, but if you Google Puerto Sago, you'll find it. Have you been there, Lonnie? No. Think Sounds good. Go next time? Well, I just have a question. Why in the world would you get the medium Cubano and not a large Cubano? I didn't even finish the whole medium because I'm I'm an eater, but I'm not like a huge eater. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I have not been there. I've it been to Miami a, a lot. Big, it was a pretty big sandwich. I, I have been to a lot Miami a lot, obviously because mm-hmm. of Michelle. Yeah. I have not been to Puerto Saco. Maybe I'll go next time. I think next time you should go. It's I do. just it's like a classic Cuban diner I love on the it. beach. I love it. Casual. Love it. So so yeah, so that was my solo dining. And it's time for the final question. So next week, my guest is Peter Kim. He's the executive director of MOFAD, the Museum of Food and Drink. They're based in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg. It's a fabulous new museum, newish museum. So, Lonnie, what would you like to ask Peter? That's a tough one. Um, I, mean, I guess I would have to ask him what his favorite type of food is. Okay. It's a good it's a question. Good, I mean, it's a good question to launch off with, right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I will ask him. I don't know. When I, I was growing up, and uh-huh. I'm just thinking about this right now, my mom had a picture on the wall, which was a plate of spaghetti upside down, falling down the the art, which might be in MoFA. It might. It's that type of yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah. That uh, just came to mind. What had, was what was your favorite, or is your favorite food? I'm an Asian food guy. Okay. Chinese food, I'm kind of addicted to. I would say probably seventy to eighty percent of my diet is is Asian food of sorts. But you, with Asian, you'd go with Chinese. Out of the Asian mm-hmm. foods, yeah, I'd go with Japanese. You know, it's funny. So, if Forge, you know, also has a partnership with a chef named um, Pet. Uh, Pet Schwader And we've got a restaurant called Kio Which is down in Tribeca Which is Laotian food mm-hmm. That probably is the most ridiculous Asian food I've ever had His food specifically And I've been to Laos, believe it or not Yeah, well I went, you're a world traveler I'm a world traveler who's been to Laos It's yeah. kind of weird But um, I've been there once but not in a long time ridiculous. And I'm so due to go back Go for, First off, yeah. he does lunch and dinner Dinner is ridiculous The lunch where he's got banh mi's and pho it, it's, it's pretty damn good He's a really good cook. Yeah, no, really I, remember, I remember. I yeah. remember. I'm glad you, you mentioned it. Yeah. It's back on my radar. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So that's it. Thank you. Great. Thank you. We'll ask him the question, and thank you for coming on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. It's It's been been a treat, and I wish you much continued success with all these rock stars you're thank working you. with. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So my guest today has been Lonnie Sweet. He's the president and CEO of The Connect Group, the first full-service culinary marketing agency that specializes in reaching food-connected audiences through strategic food and beverage initiatives. Their website is theconnectgrp.com. You can follow Lonnie at Sweet5151 and at drink at Eat Drink MTKG. MKTG. M- okay. Right? I wrote it. You, yeah. you tell me. I'm, maybe Eat, I wrote drink, it. Eat Drink MKTG. Okay. I wrote it down wrong. That's okay. It happens. It does. <laughs> so that's why you're still here. Yeah, thank you. So, and thanks again to Drew Neeporant for a great interview. You can follow him at 
Drew Neeporant at Marriott Rest Group, and to South Beach Food and Wine Festival there at Sobe WFF, and lots of pictures and, and content online. Um, it was great to be there, a part of Heritage Radio Network. So thanks for having me. Follow me at Sherry Bayer at Bayer PR at All Industry. My Facebook page is All in the Industry. My websites are BayerPublicRelations.com and SherryBayer.com. As a reminder, all of our shows are archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher. Thanks always to my engineer, Vitor. I'm Sherry Bayer. I'll be back next Wednesday with another live show. Hope you'll tune in then. Thank you for being part of All in the Industry. Bye. for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. But the seeds you sow.